Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. All right, if you have your Bibles, we are in 2 Thessalonians is where we're at now tonight. We're in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And if you need a Bible, just raise your hand. One of our ushers will get one for you. As we're reading through the Bible, and we finished 1 Thessalonians, and so now we're moving on to 2 Thessalonians, and uh, as we're making our way through, on Wednesday night, we try to read a chapter or more, and then uh, on Saturday and Sunday, uh, Saturday night and both Sunday morning services, we focus in on a little section, out of that section, kind of dig into it a little more, and some people say, why do you do that? Well, it's so that you have a big picture of what the book's about on Wednesday night. You're going through chapter by chapter, every single verse. So when you get done with the book, you know what the book was about. And then when we dig in in a section on Sunday morning, it's not like a topical thing that's out of context, which a lot of churches and pastors do. You know, where pastors come and they're like, okay, I got something to talk about. We'll talk about tithing. And then they jump all around the Bible and take verses out of context. So you'll know the context because you hear on Wednesday night, you read every verse, you read every chapter, you know who it was written to and why it was written and where it was written and when it was written and why it was written and all that stuff. And so then, you know, just helps us to be better students of the Bible, to read the Bible and study the Bible in context versus just jumping all around. So, and not only we do that here at church, but we encourage you to do that at home too. So if you just randomly uh, read your Bible, and I used to do this, you just randomly like, okay, God, what do you want to speak to me today? You just plop it open. You look down and Judas hung himself. You're like, oh, you close it. You're like, I don't like that. And then you open it up and you read the next verse you read. You go to the Old Testament, go and do likewise. You're like, ah, oh. so you just, so you shouldn't just jump around in the Bible. It's so important that you read the Bible and, and you know, we're still early in the year here and I encourage any of you who want to know God better, who want to know God's word better, to get one of those daily breads in the bookstore and, you know, read a chapter a day. It has a little reading program in there. And you can just read, you know, a chapter a day and read through the whole New Testament year or the whole Bible in a year. And so it's great. So with that, we'll read. Well, as we start 2 Thessalonians, you guys know, because we taught 1 Thessalonians, that who wrote 1 Thessalonians? Paul, right. And you know how long Paul was in Thessalonica? three weeks. And so now he's writing this second letter, and he probably wrote it within a year or so. And remember that we read in our previous studies that those Christians in Thessalonica were new believers. They were young Christians, and they were being persecuted. People were persecuting them. Now, sometimes we talk about persecution here in America. It's kind of weird because most of the persecution of Christian churches in America is through litigation. It's just legal things. Some pastor wouldn't marry some gay couple, so they sue them. That's kind of the persecution. But this kind of persecution is where they were beating them up and throwing them in prison. And so they were uh, getting persecuted. And so the young Christians there in Thessalonica, they thought that they were going through the great tribulation period because they were being persecuted. And Paul now is going to write to them here in 2 Thessalonians and help them to understand uh, correct eschatology and, and end times prophecy. And so Paul wants to encourage them that they're not going through the great tribulation period. And how many of you have read the book of Revelation in the last six months? Raise your hand. 
Okay, a few of you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that is the great tribulation that we read about in the book of Revelation. And so we pick it up in verse 1, and Paul's trying to encourage them. And he says in verse 1, he says, Paul and Savannah and Timothy to the church of Thessalonica in God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you know, if you're a student of the Bible, that the epistles, and as they wrote letters in those days, they start out with an introduction of who's writing it because it was on a scroll, so they didn't want to have to, you know, we sign it at the end of the letter. They signed it at the beginning of the letter. And so Paul says that he was one of the people who was there writing it, and also with him was Silvanus, which that's another name for what? Anybody remember? Silas, right. And we know Paul and Silas hung out. And then also Timothy. So Silas and Timothy were with Paul, and who remembers where he was when he wrote the letter to the Thessalonians in Corinth, right? Yeah, and I got it. So Paul is given the introduction. Timothy and Silas are with him. And then he says in verse two, and this is a typical greeting in those days, grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And you all know that grace was a greeting that was used by the Gentiles and grace was better than you deserve. And so if you say, hey, you know, even today, some of the folks, I just asked someone the other day, how you doing? They said, better than I deserve. And so, you know, that's grace is like, hey, I hope you have a better day than you deserve today. I mean, that's a great greeting. And then peace was the Jewish greeting. And who knows what that word was? Shalom. So grace and peace, he's saying greetings. And then verse three, he gets to it. He says, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because of your faith grows exceedingly. And the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other. Now, the church there in Thessalonica was being persecuted very seriously. And yet Paul is thanking God because, notice in verse 3, it says that your faith grows exceedingly. Now, Paul was excited to see that this church was a church that was growing spiritually. Because that wasn't always the case. Many of the churches in the early days, they weren't growing spiritually. And even in our culture today, I don't know, what do you think, how many churches are growing exceedingly spiritually, you know? And, and remember that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, and he said to him there in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 3, verse 1, he said, And brethren, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but I had to talk to you as carnal, as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able, for you are still carnal. So Paul was saying to the church in Corinth, like, you guys aren't growing. You're, like, spiritually immature, and you can't really receive the truth I'm giving you because you're spiritually immature. You're a spiritual baby because you're still carnal. And, you know, I think when you read Corinthians, you realize that Paul had this expectation that all of the Christians in every church should be growing, that the Lord wants us to be growing spiritually, doesn't want us to be stuck as babies and not able to take solid food. And for me, I realize all of us are in a different place in our relationship with God, in our spiritual journey. And we never want to get to the place where we stop growing spiritually. We never want to get to the place where we think, I know this, I know all this stuff. And it's sad, but all of us probably talk to people and they got some issue, uh, they're not in the place where God wants them to be. And then you talk to them and you say, well, the Bible says this and that. And then they say this, I know that. And you just want to say to them, yeah, but are you doing it? See, it doesn't matter what you know. I've met people who know all about golf, but they can't play. I've met people that know all about music, but they can't play. So it doesn't matter what you know. It matters what you do. And there in Corinth, that church wasn't growing. And Paul was saying, look, you guys need to grow. You need to be able to receive the truth of God. And see, here's the deal. In your spiritual journey, wherever you're at, God wants to continue to grow you and stretch you spiritually. He wants to challenge you that you would be growing. He doesn't want you to be stagnant. And so here's what happens. In America, sometimes Christians, they get saved, they go to church, 
And if the pastor says something that challenges the person's thought processes or their own theology, however weak or strong it may be, then they're like, I'm offended, and then they stop going. But here's the thing. The Lord doesn't want us to be so weak that we can't take his word. And he said there to the Corinthians that I couldn't speak to you. You couldn't receive it. You couldn't take it. Now, people come to church all the time, and they can't receive what the pastor says. You're like, Pastor Bob, how do you know that? Because people tell me. They're like, you know, you said this, Pastor Bob, and I totally disagree with that. And so what they're saying is, I can't receive what you're saying. Now, here's the good thing for me. I realize, look, we're just reading the Bible, and I'm just telling you what the Bible says, and really I'm not giving you any commentary of my own personal opinion. All the commentary that I give you is what the rest of the Bible says, and if you can't receive it, well, then that's with you and God. But, I mean, I can't say, oh, well, okay, let me go see if I can get one of those publishers to change the Bible to agree with what you believe. But the reality is is that we all want to be growing, and we all want to be moving forward in our spiritual journey. I think it's good to ask yourself, as Paul said in verse 3 to them, He said, I'm thanking God that your faith grows exceedingly. And I would ask you, is your faith growing exceedingly? Are you like, whoo, are you stepping out in faith? Are you stepping out and taking ventures of faith in your relationship with God? Or are you kind of like not growing? Now, here's the thing. It's easy to blame the pastor when you're not growing. But really, your spiritual journey and your spiritual growth is your responsibility. I mean, the pastor, he's going to teach the Bible and you're going to learn the Bible. But learning things And knowing things is not the same as doing it. See, you can come to church and learn about loving people or forgiving people. You can come to church and learn all about end times, prophecy. But unless you go out and do what the word says, then you're not going to grow. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews 5.14, one of my favorite verses, it says, solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In other words, the the Christian who can receive solid food or take, you know, solid spiritual truth is the person who by reason of use uses what they know. See, God doesn't expect you to do things uh, or, you know, live by faith of things that you don't know, but he does expect you to do what you do know. And that's why whenever people want to argue with me about some doctrine, about something that really doesn't matter about their life or my life, then, you know, I always like to bring it back to, well, how about this? The Bible says, love your neighbor. Are you loving your neighbor? What have you done for your neighbor? What have you done for anybody? (laughs) You know, are you loving people? Because you just need to put into practice what you're doing. Now, the church in Thessalonica, they were being persecuted. They, They had it difficult. And yet, Paul says, I thank God always because your faith grows exceedingly. And, and I believe that God wants us to grow spiritually and, and to be growing. And how do you grow spiritually? Well, Hebrews 5.14 says that you put it into practice. Reason of use. You got to use what you know. Are you doing what you already know? Or do you come to church and say, teach me something new, pastor. I've been going to church for 20 years. I know lots of stuff. I don't do anything, but I know a lot of stuff. And tell me something new. See, that's not really what Christianity is about. Christianity is not about, you know, saying, hey, I just want to stimulate my intellect, but it's about allowing the word of God to go in and transform you and change the way you live your life. And so by reason of use, you put it into practice. And so you'll see people who've been going to church for 20, 30 years, and they're not really growing very much, and yet you'll see someone else who's been going to church for a year or six months or eight months, and they're all excited, and they're teaching Sunday school, and they're bringing people to church, and they're excited about Jesus, and they're telling everybody they know, and people are coming with them to church, and they're getting saved, and then somebody else has been going to church for 30 years, and and really nothing's happening in their life. Now, why is that? Well, because the new person just takes the Bible for what it is. Oh, I'm supposed to be telling people about Jesus. I'm supposed to be serving Jesus. But the person who's been saved for a long time, there's a tendency to grow stagnant and to grow 
cold in your heart. There's a tendency that the longer you've been a Christian to sort of think, well, I know a lot of stuff, therefore I don't need to do anything. But that's not really what the Bible teaches. It tells us that we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And here's the thing. When you put it into practice, then it causes your faith to grow. Because if you start teaching Sunday school or you get involved in any kind of ministry, you're going to have to interact with other people. And then they're going to say something. It's going to upset you. And then you're going to have to decide. Am I going to be able to forgive him and do what Jesus said and move on and keep serving him? Or am I going to stomp my feet like a little baby in Christ and I'm angry at you and I quit? Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.